This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. Thank you all so much for tagging along and coming for the ride here with us tonight. We have Chad Wilson, formerly of the Wilson Brothers, had some big hits a couple years ago, but now Chad is on his own, doing his own thing, and you know what? He's freaking killing it, folks. The songs he has out out, out there for you to consume are absolutely fantastic. He's got new music coming. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about what he's doing right now, which is real cool. You're not going to want to miss it. So without further ado, Chad Wilson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Mr. Jim. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, man. I, I appreciate you giving me the offer, opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's You know, I know it's been a long time coming and we've been going back and forth and schedules are all kinds of crazy and shit, but I, I really appreciate you being here. Well, I've been looking forward to it the whole time. Good. So. Good. Awesome. So this is all about you. I want, I want you to, you know, you take control of the conversation. Tell me about what you're doing, what you've done, where we're going and how things have, uh, you know, kind of, kind of going for you. All right, cool. I'm uh so, you know, I'm I was with the Wilson brothers for a while. Uh, me and my brother, we were 
traveling, touring all over the country, doing all kinds of great things. And mm-hmm. we had a, our, our first song that we come out of the gate with, debuted at number one on CMT. Damn. And we were the first artist to do so. And I don't remember, maybe 20 something years or 30 something years, but it was pretty special. But uh, obviously, with everything else, you know, we had some good momentum. COVID hit. And when COVID hit, our whole touring schedule sort of got, you know, erased. Yeah. We each had to do some different things. And, and I settled into the songwriting deal. And one opportunity led to another. And since April of this year, I've been on my own as a solo artist. I put out my first song just about a month ago. That's awesome. Now, how was that transition? Was it hard or was it kind of seamless? Oh, no. It's definitely not seamless at all. No. I mean, you know, we had a big following, the Wilson Brothers did. And, you know, I'm starting over. So, you know, we had a lot of people that worked for us. And my team is small. I've got a, I've got a manager who, who, who wears a lot of hats. And she's amazing. But it's just a, just a small team. I got Tracy and that hits branding and just a small team, about four or five of us. And we're trying to, you know, change the world. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely got its challenges. You know, we, we don't have the, my name really don't hold up to a lot of people or in a lot of places that, you know, the Wilson brothers did, but, but you know, I I, I wouldn't have it no other way. I mean, ain't nothing ever been given to me. I've always had to work, work hard for it anyway. So it's just, it's no different than anything else I've ever done. Right, right. So, so what happened with, you know, I, I know this is about you, but what happened with your brother through the whole thing? Did he go on to do something totally different or is he still in the biz? Well, no, he's still, he's still in the business and he's still, you know, he's still doing his thing. I think he's just to release some new music of his own. It's just that, you know, the, you know, we had distance in between us and, and we were missing out on some opportunities. And we, I think we sort of both decided that, you know, he's where he wanted to be and he's more, you know, he's more of a family man. Of course, I'm a family man too, just in a different situation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's still rocking and rolling and I'm still supporting him a hundred, you know, a hundred percent when I, when I can. Um, and he supports me too. So everything, everything seems to always work out like it's supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now this, speaking of the song that you, that you've released, I'm, I'm going to assume it's, it's one of our, it's actually one of my favorite, as I would call independent artist songs that I've, you know, kind of come across and um, lie like you loved me. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, that song is fantastic, Jen. It really is. It's very, you know, it has that, you know, you, you've had a career, right. And you can tell that in this song because it is, it's built for success, as I like to say. You know, it, it has everything in a song I think you would want to have in a song. Yeah. We knew it was special the night that we wrote it. We we, we truly did. And, and, you know, sometimes you write a song and if you write with other artists, you know, somebody usually takes the lead on it and says, okay, I'm, I'm going to take this one. Well, Nobody really took the lead on this song. We all knew it was special, but nobody really yeah. said, okay, I'm going to go do this. So, you know, a few weeks had went by, and I just was sitting at home practicing one day, and I ran back across this song. And a friend of mine, another artist friend of mine from Louisiana, was up in town visiting, writing with me. And I actually asked him if he would do it. 
And uh, he said he would, Mr. Lance Dubrock said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, he tried it, and I don't know if it if it didn't fit him or, or if it was new to him, but I said, oh, you know, I just decided, well, maybe I, maybe I should do it. So I did it, and man, the rest of it, you know, just fell in place. We went to the studio and recorded few months a few months later and we just knew that it was it was going to be the one that yeah i mean it's it's one of those songs for you know more or less a debut right as yourself i, I don't know if you could have picked a better song or wrote a better song well i i, I hope that when you get to listen to the rest of the album uh, you still feel that way but I will tell you, there's some there's some mighty strong competition on the record that that might awesome. give a run for its money. So, so when does that album come out? We're looking around. We hopefully hopefully April, according to okay. our timeline. April will be when it comes out. Uh, there's going to be one or two more uh, song singles released off of it before before it's available, and I can't wait for those to come out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so come April, it's going to be hopefully hitting shelves everywhere. Awesome. So now is it going to be a full album or is it going to be an EP? That's a full length album. Awesome. Now are these songs, some of these songs, songs you had started with your brother and just brought over or are these all brand new tunes? Uh, there are some of them, two of them for a fact, my brother and I, Kyle, we did, we recorded our last record that we, you know, didn't get released, but we recorded our last record at Fame Studios and Muscle Shows. Nice. And so two of the songs that, that I had brought for that particular, for the Wilson brothers will be on this record. And then, you know, it's been a great year. I got to record at Blackbird studios this year. I got to record at dark horse studios this year. Uh, currently at this particular moment, I'm taking a break. I'm in Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, recording a TV show called homegrown. And we were in the studio here last night, recording another song that's going to be on the record. So, this album is going to be so unique because it's going to have recordings from some of the best studios and it just shows the blessings that I've been able to, to attain and, and, and have been given in the music business to be able to record at some of these places. Just, it means the world to me and now I get to share it. So, yeah, that that's incredible. So what is homegrown all about when, what, what's it on? Uh, and it, I haven't got an air date yet. It's a t- it's a new TV show. It's a variety show, more of a gospel based uh, music show. Um, it, it's picked up by a major network, and they're going to be airing ten episodes this coming this coming season. And I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm one of the first guests that they called. So that's I'm pretty, awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, well, well, you'll have to keep us informed and abreast of when that's going to be, and we'll actually we'll will shout it out to the world to to watch and tune in for sure. I sure will. You know, Jim, I just love people that love good music. I follow you, and I know that you got. I know that you just love good music. So I, I just want you to know how much I us us artists and independent artists appreciate what you do. Oh hell yeah, man! You know it's my pleasure. You know I I kind of tell the story about how I got into all this, and you know it. I kind of almost got sick of radio country. You know what I mean. Like, it's great, don't get me wrong, but I stumbled, I had stumbled across some independent artists, especially local here to Boston, and it was like, huh, I wonder how far this goes. Not in a million years that I expect it to go as far as it has. Yeah. 
you know, but I, I, I'm so happy it has, and I'm so happy I get to talk to people like you and, you know, really get a sense of what you're doing and how, how well it's going. Well, I love, I love, like I said, good people and, uh, Maybe we can get up to Boston and, and do a, something special with Boots and Whiskey one day. We can do a collaboration of a show or something. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it, it's funny you say that because I've been kind of chatting with some people locally to, to do something like that. Um, you know, because everybody I talk to that's in the Nashville area or even the Texas area wants to come here and play. You know, and it's it's great because, you know, we have a pretty healthy country music scene here in new england somehow some way <laughs> i you know it, it kind of blows my mind still on how big it is but it's you know it's huge it's absolutely incredible how big it is did i lose you hello Sorry about that. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. It ha- it, I can't tell you how often it happens. Uh, but, but like I was saying, yeah, you know, I would love for you to be here. You know, I'm working on some stuff to get some some things in line to do so. So, you know, if, if you stay tuned and I actually have, uh, I don't know how much of this I should talk about, but I do have a meeting in the morning about this sort of thing. So, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll all work out. Well, but I sure would love to be a part of it. And yes, sir, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you that it all works out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So so you did this thing with your brother. You're now on your own. You've got an album coming out in the spring, you know, as, as the trajectory is hopefully going. Um, who are you writing with? Who have you written with? Who, you know... Who are some of the players that have that have made you, you know, the point of where you're at right now? Oh gosh, there's so many, and this year has there's so many this year and, and this this past year calendar year has has led me into places and with people that I never would have imagined. I, I mean, I write with uh, you know Terry Joe Bob, Trick Savage, you know Grammy nominated, Grammy award not, uh, winning songwriters, a, tri- a Terry Joe Box had one song uh, cut by three different artists, major artists, Eric Church. Uh, we're talking Ashley McBride. We're talking Trisha Yearwood. One song. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to get a song cut by a artist. Right. To get one, to get the same song cut by three is pretty impressive. I mean, that's, yeah. that's you know, not a lot of people can say that. But, you know, I hang out with a great bunch of writers, you know, a bunch of newcomers, Dan Smalley, Chancey Neal. Um, some of the more seasoned guys. I mean, I write with Kendall Marvel and Brandon Kenny. I've got a cut with them, and you know, I'm fortunate. And and just 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 about three months ago, uh, as we were finishing up the video for "Lie Like You Love Me," uh, the producer asked me had I ever been in a movie, and of course, I've never acted or anything like that. And he said, "Well, I think I've got something that I want you to do." So. About two months ago, I was in my first movie as an actor and finished up recording the song for the soundtrack for that movie just about two weeks ago. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Is it gonna be? Is it like a big movie? Yeah, it's pretty. It's 
something called Shotgun Charlie. I can't really tell too much about it, but I can say this. That's okay. The movie is, I'm not sure the time period, but there's two, there's two boys playing in the floor with their toys, and one of them's playing with a sheriff, and one of them's playing with a, uh, another little figure. And they, he called him Shotgun Charlie. And, then, and in these kids' imagination, anything can happen. Well, they come up with this scenario that they're and these kids are playing and then that story comes to life so the the marshal becomes you know real and next thing you know you're transported back to you know older times and i'm one of the marshal's deputies and uh you know we get in a big out with shotgun charlie and we try to shoot him and he ends up killing us and oh it, it was it was a great experience to, to be on the set of a movie and see how it all comes together but I'm telling you, it's just the time of my life. That's awesome. And then the second day of filming, after I had gotten shot, you know, they had to put makeup on me and all the blood and stuff. It was pretty cool. But once I got done filming, there was still a few hours left. So me and one of the other actors in the movie, who's a songwriter as well, we just sit down with our guitar and just started writing the song. And next thing you know, we got the song called Shotgun Charlie, and the producer heard it. Said, boys, I got to get that recorded. I think I'm going to make a soundtrack for this, and I want that to be the song. So we got to go in the studio about two weeks ago and record Shotgun Charlie. That's awesome. So will that be will that be on the upcoming album, or will it just be on the soundtrack? There's a chance it could be on both. Uh, okay. I think I'm not. They don't even know. I don't have any dates yet or any details about the movie, but I'm sure I won't get any of that, those details until they know what they're doing. Right, right. Now, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, right? But I, I, these are the hard-hitting questions that I, that I love to ask. Come on. You know, the, the, the ones I'm not probably supposed to ask, but I want to know All the right. answers to. <laughs> All right. Um, so, did that, like, spark an interest in you with acting? Is this something you want to continue to do, or? Yes. Yeah? That's Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Matter of fact, you know, I thought I'm I'm here shooting this homegrown uh, TV show, uh, and one of the producers on it of that movie, and that's how this sort of fell in my lap. Of course, I made sure that the producer and everybody there was uh, knew how much I enjoyed. I made sure they all knew before they left uh, uh, of shooting that movie those two days that if they had anything else, I wanted to be in it. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> yeah, and then and now look at where you are, right? So right. that's. Isn't that the beauty of this industry? Like you never know, you know, what's going to happen yeah. based on who you're around. That's right. That's right. You know, and I, I can also speak to that where, you know, that's how a lot of these conversations and interviews have kind of come, come to be where it's like, Hey, you should talk to this person or you should talk to that person, yeah. you know, reach out to this person. And, you know, you don't ever know the answer to a question unless you ask. That's you know, true. So, but yeah, so that that's awesome. So, do you have? I know this is going to be a tough one, but do you have a preference? If somebody said to you, Chad, you have to choose between acting and songwriting at this stage of your career, which would you choose? Well, wow, that's a that's pretty good. I would have to say, I'd have to say songwriting. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't done enough acting to know. I haven't, you know, gotten my feelings. 
my songwriting, you know, I've, I've got a, I've been, I've worked hard and I've got a, a good solid name here in Nashville for my songwriting, but it's one of the reasons is because of the, you know, I, I can tend to write a little bit more of a deeper song than, than I guess average. And uh, so that's sort of, sort of what I'm known for, you know, and that's just something about, you know, touching on some emotions that in a song that, that just does it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, from the songs you've put out and written yourself, like you can tell the amount of emotion and depth and detail that has gone into those. Well, I, I really appreciate you saying that because that, yeah, sure. that's what that's my inspiration that's my motivation you know to keep doing that yeah yeah i mean i can't even imagine you know i have zero musical talent right <laughs> i can't even imagine writing anything as profound as any you know as anything let alone a song that can like touch other people and you know you you've written songs that have that have such purpose and meaning that it's universal. You know, you hear you hear some of these songs and you're like, oh, I can relate to this either as a whole or a part of it. And you know, I think that's what that's what makes that's what makes good songwriters great. And you have done that. Yeah, you, you know, even I like you love me. And retro looking back. You know, that, that's that's really not a specific scenario. That song it could be that song can be exposed to a lot of situations. You know, maybe a girl that you're trying to keep around, or maybe even a girl you don't know. You know, you know. I, I put a lot of thought into into my songs. That's why I've always had a hard time doing the you know four hour blocks two times a day, five days a week. I, I really don't work that way. You know, there's different styles of writing, and my writing is. I'm just writing my own time and spend as much time with it or, or as little time on the song. Right. Right. Now, when you were, when you were writing with um, you, the Wilson brothers, were you the primary songwriter or was your brother putting his effort into it as well? Yeah, he, he definitely put his effort in, you know, he's come. He's, yeah. He's come such a long way, you know. There's a few years separate, uh, so I, I had a few years head start on him in the whole Nashville scene, and it was, you know, he went to college for a few years before he made the move to Nashville. But so I, I was I was already in some circles, you know, and I was already in it um, before he. So, but you know, he caught he caught he caught on real quick, and and you know, he's making himself his own name as as a songwriter, and I'm I'm, I'm very proud to see that happen. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, he's got his people that he writes with, and and a lot of the some of the people that we write with, you know, we both write with. But I've got my, he's got his group, and of course we we used to write a good bit together. We just don't really see each other much anymore because yeah. of our schedules and where he lives. So, but uh, huh. have you had a chance to listen to any of the Wilson Brothers music? Um, I I probably have stumbled across it along the way. But to know, like, for certain that it was, you know, you guys together, I can't, I honestly can't say I have. I've been so focused on what you've been doing as a solo, um, you know, solo act that I've 
preparing for this conversation that, you know, the other stuff I haven't dug deep into, but I am going to for sure. Well, the, our first single, all it's good from here, he wrote that one by himself. So it, that tells you, you know, the level of songwriting that he's on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that that's always, it's always been amazing to me how, you know, that can be, you know, where you, you have a song and it just, you know, does that where it, you know, it comes, comes of its own and then blows up, you know, it, it's really fascinating how the industry does that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about this if you want me to tell you some <laughs> situations. I, I mean, I love songwriting, so I can tell you sometimes how songs can happen in a minute, and sometimes it might take five years. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So when you, when you finally moved to Nashville, what is what was that process like for you personally like did was it a tough time making the change did you fit in pretty quickly what were you doing when you first got there to to make a name for yourself well the answer is no i didn't fit in and i didn't adjust quickly uh, it took it took me moving to nashville and moving away from nashville and then moving back before i had my you know my head on right knowing what I was doing but so I moved to Nashville and I was I was there for about four years and I just didn't I wasn't able to do nothing I come from a small town in Alabama mm -hmm. I grew up on the lake Lake Martin and so Nashville when you come from a small town like that I mean it's a whole new world so I I you know to be a little honest you know I got caught up in some of the 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 world the worldly things of it you know I, I i i should i didn't have music as as the priority it should should have been and i know that now because i now now i do and i have for a while but uh, back then i just know for a fact i didn't i was still sort of young you know and, and it was my first taste of freedom really you know i had been been at home I, so but you know, I, I I didn't do some of the things that I should have done, and, and what it did, it left me broke and um, confused. And you know, thank God for Mama's. You know, Mama let me come back and sleep on her couch. You know, and then I had to get my own place for about a year or so. But but the music is what brought me back. I, I during all that time when I was going through that transition, I didn't know who really who I was or where I needed to be. And, I, I, I was able to write this song called I'll Move On. And that song got me back to Nashville just because of some people got around to hearing it. And they're like, man, you need to be up in Nashville writing music. So so when I went back this time, you know, I moved back for the my priorities in order. And it's it's definitely paid off, you know, or paying off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, from what you're doing and, you know, the sounds of it, it's really paying off. Yeah, you know, and it, it's almost—it's almost like it's kind of come full circle for you. Yeah, you know, and and the, I just—I got—I got into a, <clears throat> a good group of people uh, on my record <clears throat> that's going to be coming out. I've got—I'm featuring about twelve other artists mm -hmm. that are all my friends, and they are all so good at what they do, and it's just a blessing for me to be able to call some of them friends and. 
so and to have them you know record music with me and write with me and I, I mean it's just you know I still just have to pinch myself every now and then because I, I'm having so much fun it's such a it's such a great life I'm living right now and I, I mean for so long I didn't have that you know right. I mean the struggle is real you know you, not being able to pay your bills because you, you just don't make no money in music and but yet you got to travel and and, and Man, I wrote, I wrote a song called the Alabama Wheel. Talks about breaking down, you know, when you're out on the road without no money, that you got to borrow money. And and it, but but the thing is, Mama was always there when we needed it. You know, if we ever needed something, she'd do whatever she had to do to make make it make it happen for us. So it's on the Wilson Brothers record, but it's a song called Alabama Wheel. Maybe you should go back and listen to that one sometime when you yeah. have, have some have an opportunity. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna definitely dig deep into the uh, Wilson Brothers catalog. That's for sure. After after this conversation, because you know, and that's what I love. That's why I love doing this because it's like you find out, or I find out, you know, things I wasn't even aware of, and then you know, it it brings me down a rabbit hole of finding other things that I love, and you know, really, you know, taking my my appreciation and my respect and my and my um, joy of what you're doing and makes it, you know, and that's why I love these conversations because it, it really gives me an idea of where you're coming from and who you are so that the music means more to me after the conversation, regardless of how much I like it previous to this conversation. Yeah. You know, so well, that, that's what, that's what I get excited about. Well, saying Saying that you know life is good right now, and it wasn't you know I don't know if I've had to endure more than than what the average person has to endure, but I knew know that I've had to endure a lot. I have overcome a lot, and uh, some of it was you know self destruction. Some of things I had no control over. Just had to get. I've always thought that. That I had to go through some of those times because I can write about it now. Right. And if I if I hadn't experienced some of that, then you know I don't know if I would have ever been able to write because you know a, a good writer can can write about a lot of things, but it's the things that you experience that 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 that's where you get your good music. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and you can as a as a listener, you know, as a non-singer songwriter you know, and just a fan, um, you know, we can tell when, you know, a song is being sung by somebody who's wrote it and been through it and somebody who's, you know, singing a song that is just singing it because somebody else wrote it and it's really good. You know, it, it you can tell that the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's not so obvious. So who who is your favorite right now? Would you say your favorite sing, uh, artist is right now? Uh, do you want like, you know, national top of the ticket selling out selling out shows artist or somebody I've kind of discovered along the way? Why don't you give me one of each? All right. So my my favorite right now, and you know, it, it's funny because I've I've learned a lot of people this artist as much as I do. I do, and I think it's a, a big internet thing, but I'm a big Luke Combs guy. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I've been watching Luke kind of go through his career over the last, you know, five, six years and, you know, that sort of thing. So I feel like I have like a, a connection there um, because I started listening to Luke when I really started to get into country music. So I kind of correlate the two a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're talking right now, he's probably my favorite. Um as well as Morgan Wallen and, um, you know, a few other guys right now I really like. Okay. I, um, I, I, I have to agree with you on that. Um, all, of all time, uh, that's hard. Um, you know, growing up, Garth Brooks was was country music, you know, for me, for, for the age I am. Um, so, you know, there's that. And, and – you know, it was my wife and I's first concert together, so that kind of kind of that kind of helps along that that road too. Absolutely, yes, sir. Um, what about what about your favorite, maybe non-mainstream or somebody that really ain't got their haven't got their due yet? Somebody up and coming that you like so much? Oh man, somebody up and coming that I really like that hasn't gotten it yet. Um, there's so many, there's so many of them. <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's cliche to say, because I've talked to so many great people, um, so far, you know, I, damn, um, I really like this girl out of Nashville. Um, you know, she's kind of, she's kind of blown up through social media, um, her name's Taylor Austin Dye. Okay. Um, I really like her stuff um, because she sings from she sings from somewhere that is genuine. You know, like you can. She's she's one of those songwriters where it's like, oh, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can relate to that. Um, so she's really good um, for for a local artist you know, to the Boston area, my, mm-hmm. my absolute favorite is Russell James. Um, he's in a band called Scarlet Drive. They're, yeah. uh, they're a little more, you know, I guess you could call it mainstream country sound. I know he's going to listen to this and be pissed that I said that, but you know, he's, they've got that, um, you know, fan favorite sound. Um, but Russell's songs are just, you know, he, he, Another one writes from experience, and I just I just love them too. They're great. All right. Okay. Well, I I can appreciate that. Yeah. So, what about you? What are some of your favorites? That- well, so I think Travis Tritt is probably the most underrated songwriter there is. Uh, yeah. And he's got some amazing. And you know, growing up, Travis Tritt was a hero of mine, but not because of his songwriting, because of him as an artist. And it wasn't until I had gotten to Nashville and, and, and was in the songwriting community that I, that I, you know, realized that Travis Shipp wrote most of all that stuff. So my appreciation for him went through the roof. And of course, like you said, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. I was 17. Um, watched Garth Brooks for my first time play at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. And uh, he had a round stage. So there wasn't no backstage. So everybody had a seat right there. To, it seemed like right there on the stage. Yeah. I promised myself after that concert, I promised myself that I was going to play 
the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center one day. And three years ago, I got that opportunity. Uh, we, we played a show with Riley Green at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. Um, but let's say some more riders. Well, you know what? Now that you said Riley's name, he was I, – I, I don't want to say discovered because I, I, don't, I don't discover anybody. I just find people. Um, he had opened up for Brad Paisley a couple of years ago here and didn't really know who he was. Knew, knew of that, you know, knew of the, the song at the time before I uh, wish grandpas would never die. He had come out, you know, he had, he had had a hit, um, but didn't have, didn't have any idea it was him until he sang the song. Right. right. And he, he's great too. He's really yeah. good. But go on, go on. Sorry. I, I, my favorite, probably up and coming male would probably be well there's two of them there's probably it's dan smalley and and ironically dan alley uh both two dan's one's alley one smalley both of them are amazing uh, dan alley just put a couple new songs out but he he's a co-writer of mine on lie like you love me um dan smalley and i have done a few retreats together and you know he's a He's one of my favorites. He's got, I think he's with Broken Bow now. Was with Big Machine, but he's fisting to, he's fisting to have a record come out, and hopefully a song that we wrote is made. We down to the, he's down to fifteen songs, and I think only twelve is going on the record. So I've got a really good shot at getting one on there. A female, man, I'm really high on Chancey Neal, and both here in Nashville, just phenomenal songwriters. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of either one of them. No, I you kind of cut out when you were saying it. Well, it, it flickered. So, Ch- their names: Chancy Neal and Joy Beth Taylor. Joy Beth Taylor, uh, Ella Langley, uh, another Alabama girl that. that Joy- um, yeah. Yep. Uh, that's just a couple of my, you know, favorite up and coming people and they're, they're my friends too i get to write with them i but as far as like all time wow i mean you remember the song uh the song remembers when trisha yearwood yeah, yeah. Well, the guy that wrote that and i just went blank i can't think of his name he wrote that song by himself now if you go back and listen to that song and listen to it again it's like listening to it for the first time ever that has to be one of the best songs ever written. And and I know it's probably played in your head right now. You know, the song remembers about, you know, Trisha Yearwood, but seriously, if you get a chance, you know, anytime soon, go back and listen to that. What a well written song. And that same guy that wrote that, who wrote it by himself, also wrote another big song and God, I can't think of it. So that probably didn't help you out any. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're gonna remember once we get off this call. Yes, that's you will. What, that's, yeah. that's what it's gonna gonna come to life for you. Yeah, but but you know, I, I get to write with Troy Martin. Me and Troy Martin's got a song that I'm going into the studio with a, a little 16 year old uh, from Maryland that moved to Nashville that I work with a lot. Uh, they I met them on their first day in Nashville. Her name's Caitlin Croker, and Troy Troy wrote uh, the song George Strait made took number one. That's why I'm sitting on the front porch, staring down the road, wondering if she'll come back this time. I don't know. Uh, that's Troy Martin who wrote that song. My baby's getting good at goodbye. Um, quite a few times. And 
he's one of my favorite writers. So, you know, being in the songwriting community, it's, I'm just, I'm friends with a lot of these people who who are my heroes. So it's, once again, I I can't even tell you how blessed I am just to, just to know these people. Yeah. No, that's incredible. Like it's, 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 it's a treat for me to be able to talk to, you know, somebody like you that has been, you know, into this and has a career in this and is, you know, talking, talking with and building relationships and, you know, careers with, all of these other great artists that, you know, you don't, you don't hear about you because they don't have the hit with the song. And it's somebody like George Strait or, you know, Garth or Trisha, or, you know, somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. But to hear the stories from these people, you know, I mean, think, think about it alone. Right. Last night, the, the hall of fame finally inducts Dean Dillon. Right. Think about how, how big of a career Dean Dillon has had just with the songs he's written, you know, and nobody knows who the hell he is because he's not George Strait. Well, he is definitely my, he is definitely the top of the list. Most all list. (laughs) Right. Right. As, as he should be, because he, you know, time and time again, he has written hit after hit after hit you know, for a lot of people, you know, a good chunk of it has been for the King himself, but you know, it's just, it's unbelievable. You know, the Frank Brown songwriters festival is uh, held every year down at the floor on the, on, on the Gulf, Gulf, down Orange beach and around Pensacola. Uh From the first time they did a, documentary of the frank brown which is i think almost 40 years old now they did a documentary of it uh in 2019 featuring dean and me and my brother was in it my brother and dean had has become you know good friends and uh dean is he's the best i don't, I don't even know wh- how i answer. i don't know why i didn't answer that question when he first asked me who's the best of all time I, most anytime i would say dean dylan he is the best to me but to, to, to sit and listen to the stories about how he wrote the songs to me is just as interesting as the songs are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever seen, I think Amazon prime has it. There's a whole documentary about him yeah. on there. And it, 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 it talks a lot about that. And it's like, it's incredible because it's like, then you listen to the songs or you remember the songs and you're like, Oh, okay. Now this makes sense. Yeah. Yes. You know, it, you know I mean, if you think about the Hall's class this year alone, you know, Dean and Marty Stewart and Hank Williams Jr. Like, you know, as, as a country music fan, like it's, it's insane to me that these guys weren't already there. You know, it, it it's crazy to me. You know, it is crazy. And, and, and the music industry obviously is always evolving or revolve, devolve and whatever. But it's not the same today as it was. What Dean has done, Dean, with the number ones that he's had and the career that he's had as a songwriter, we'll never see that again. No, God, no. Um, nope. I mean, Bobby Pinson, another big songwriter, he had a triple play this past year. Uh, triple play, and you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Triple play is mm-hmm. three number ones in, in a calendar, calendar year. 
He was yeah. two. He was two weeks shy of having four. And as big as he is, that was the first time he's ever had a triple a triple play. Right. And it just don't happen anymore. Um, you know, songwriting has has has. Yeah, what what Dean has done is is man is so it's so far nobody'll ever catch Dean. No. No, not 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 in a million years. Not I mean not in my lifetime, I'm sure of it. I got I will tell you one one other story if you don't if you don't mind about oh, songwriting. Absolutely. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of people in Nashville are in Nashville as songwriters because of a guy by the name of Radney Foster. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now Radney, you know, had his own success as an artist, but and did did very well. And but as a songwriter, Radney Radney's always, you know, any, anybody in Nashville, you know, sure has had a lot of influence on a lot of people who's there. And I got a chance to write my, for the very first time with Radney Foster this past year. Uh, one of my co-writing partners, Eric Erdman, one of my best buddies from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, me and him, you know, got a chance to spend some, a lot of time together at the end of 2020 and beginning of 2021. And he is a very accomplished songwriter himself. And he was friends with Radney. And they had started this hook, but they couldn't get nowhere with it. So me and Eric was at a songwriting session one day, and he's like, man, I... I think bringing you in on this song would would help us finish it. And so I'm gonna ask Radney if he would care. So sure enough, a few days later, here we are writing a song with Radney Foster, which was amazing. And we wrote this song called "I Hope You Never Do" uh, with Scott, Sean White, Eric, and, and Radney. And you know that I would have been completely, completely happy writing a song with Radney Foster. Can a lot of people say that? But man, two weeks after we wrote the song, I had a chance to go into Blackbird Studios and record it with Radney there. He came in and, and, and sang sang on the on the track with me. So I mean, such a good song too. I can't wait for you to hear it. Matter of fact, I might just because I know you love music so much, I might send you some of these songs that we, we have finished that's gonna be on the album. I might I might send them to you in your email just so you can Get an early listen to them. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate that. That'd be an honor. Thank you. Yes, sir. But yeah, songwriting has taken me all over the all over the. You know, I was supposed to. Well, I was supposed to do my first world. I say world um, tour across the ocean this year. I was supposed to do uh, three nights or five nights in Denmark, two nights in Belgium. I had seven days in Ireland. Portugal and Spain. Of course, it all got canceled about two months before the before we left to go across the seas to play. But I mean, I was looking forward to it. But aside from that, still, songwriting has has, has opened up so many opportunities for me and taken me to places that that I would have had no idea I would I would be. At. I couldn't even imagine, you know, some of the things that I, I, songwriting has has provided, given to me. So. You know, I, I've always told people, just be, people ask me for advice, you know, moving to Nashville, what is the one piece of advice that we should know? And I, I, I say the same thing to every one of them, just be a good person. 
being a good person is going to take you a whole lot further in your career than what any talent or any other blessing you might have. Yeah. You know, just yeah. be just be a good person because that's what people want. People people love good people, and that's how you get so many opportunities and so many chances because of that. You'll you'll get the chance to meet the Radney Fosters and go into the studio and record a song with them. You know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's really, you know, I, talking about it and thinking about it, like I can't even wrap my brain around being a part of something like that. Like I can't, I just, yeah, you know, to be able to do something like that with people like that is just proof. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I say, I you know, I say my prayers. I got two little girls. I got a nine and a six year old, and they are my world. And I make sure at the end of the day that they say their prayers and they're thankful for the blessing I've got. And what that has done is, is it's got me, you know, at the end of the day thinking the blessings that I've got. And and most, I'm so thankful that i've been given the gift of, of songwriting because i mean it's it's something i've always wanted to do and and to ha to be able to do it every day you know I, it's just it's unbelievable it's, it's i mean i don't even know how to what i'm trying to say here but i, I know i'm blessed and i'm so grateful for it so yeah yeah and you know well we're we're blessed to have had to have had or have such a talent in you and and everything that you've accomplished so far and you know you're only you know on, time is only on your side in doing you know what what you're doing and doing it as well as you are yeah well you had asked me earlier about what the future brings so uh, I'll, I'll give you a little a little idea of what we're looking forward to i got two songs that, that's ready I got videos already made I think the next single is going to be a song called Little Too Lonely. And I wrote that with a Grammy Award nominee, Trick Savage, and another friend, artist of mine. That you, I'm sure you've heard of him, uh, Barrett Baber. Yeah. Uh, wrote, wrote the song with them on a Montana trip. Uh, I think it's going to be hitting the first of the year. And then I think in March, uh, the song that if, if, if a lot of people like this, Really excited about this one. It's a song called uh, "Love You," and it it could possibly be the best song that maybe I've ever written. And I'm so excited to get it out. But uh, I'm gonna send you a copy of both of those when we get off the phone. So awesome, awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. That's that's huge. And I've got this TV coming out. Got the movie coming out. You know, uh, life is good. I've got a a lot of big events that we're going to be doing this year. Um, uh, some support. I got some support dates with some other major artists. And yeah, we, it's going to be a, uh, hopefully, you know, the world, something, to, something similar that we recognize. And, you know, maybe never will, but I just hope music, music don't never, you know, get taken away from anybody. But we got a lot planned for this coming year, so you know, I don't think I don't think it'll ever be 
to what to what we have lost. You know, uh, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll be back to normal, or whatever normal is, um, sooner than I think most people expect it to be. Um, you know, I I work in the hospitality, travel, tourism world, and you know things are getting much better, even in the last three or four months. You know, where you know things are starting to really take a turn, and next year is already looking to be, you know, pretty big come, come April, you know, it, so I'm, I'm hopeful, real, real hopeful. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, you know, I really hope that you make your way out here um, sooner rather than later. Um, and if everything goes well and I can start doing what I'm hoping to be doing soon, you know, I would love for you I would love for you to be a part of whatever that journey is going to be and get you here and, and share your, share your talent with, you know, this, this part of the world um, as well. Well, Mr. Jim, I would absolutely love uh, to be a part of it. And, you know, the, our, my biggest top two cities right now, according to Spotify and Apple music that plays my music the most is Buffalo, New York and Chicago, Illinois, I believe, you know, for some crazy reason which is great so i know i'm going to be up in that area so i'll make sure I, i'm in touch with you when i do and if yeah. anything maybe i can just swing in and just sit down with you for a conversation again hell yeah that would be awesome that would be that would be so fun that would be so fun um now i got a couple of questions before before we disperse here and and go, continue with our with with our evenings uh, right. so because we, because we are the boots and whiskey podcast i always like to ask my guests these two questions one, if you wear boots, what brand are you wearing? And two, if you drink whiskey, what's your whiskey brand of choice? Yes, both. I drink whiskey and wear boots. I've got, I've got Dan Post on at the moment. And, I, you know, I'm a simple kind of guy, so I'm a, I'm a, you know, first. But, I mean, I'm, I'm getting into a lot of different bourbons because there's a lot of bourbon clubs popping up everywhere. But I'm a Jack Daniels and a, and, and, Dan Post guy. Nice. That's awesome. I like it. It's simple. It's, it's exactly, it's elegant. It's perfect. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big JD guy. Um, I've been trying to dive into other whiskeys and bourbons and that sort of thing. Um, being up here, it's hard because you only get the big, the big names um, and the well-known stuff, which is all still really good. But, you know, I, I've stumbled across a lot of, you know, up and coming distilleries that I would love to try, but I just can't get here. So that's another part of this that I'm really working on and trying to branch out to. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be a thing, too, along the way. Yeah. And, and for, I'll bring you a special. I'll bring you a special. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come. That would be awesome. That would be. Well. We'll just have to share it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much for your time. I, I really, I can't tell you how much this conversation has meant to me. And, you know, I look forward to continuing this friendship that we've built over the last hour. I really appreciate it. Well, I, I sure appreciate it too, Jim. And, and, and if, if any of your, if any of the people that's going to be listening to our podcast wants to find me, I'm on, TikTok is my new thing. I love TikTok, but I'm on Spotify and the website is uh, chadwilsonofficial.com. So 
I will. I will appreciate. I sure appreciate you having me on here. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna stay in touch with you. And uh, I'll get you some music soon. And uh, hopefully, I'll be seeing you this this coming year sooner than later. That would be great, Chad. Thank you again so much. And like I said, I look I look forward to everything that comes between you and I going forward. So again, thank you so much. You got it, Mr. Jim. Thanks so much, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Conversation with Chad Wilson. What a great guy. Chad and I have been in some serious contact over the last few weeks. Um, this guy is... God, he's got, He's going to... I can't even put into words what I think of this guy. Great man. Love his stuff. I think Chad Wilson is a name we're going to be hearing a lot from. A lot, a lot, a lot from. From the music, from the acting, from everything. We're going to see Chad Wilson everywhere. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Rowdy Roads, Dirt Roads Scholar Supply Company, American Grit and Grace, Afterglow Boutique. Thank you all so much. Um, and thank you to everybody that follows us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok. Thank you all so much. Until next time, keep the boots on the ground. Whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Good night.